This is The Lydia Project, Conversations with Christian Women. Our name is inspired by the life-changing conversation that Lydia had with Paul, recorded in Acts 16. On this podcast, you'll hear from a variety of women whose lives have also been impacted by the truth of the gospel. Your hosts, Tori Walker and Taryn Hayes, hope that you too will be challenged and inspired by how the gospel truths are being worked out in the lives of their guests, ordinary women who serve an extraordinary God. Today, your host is Taryn Hayes. Welcome again to the Lydia Project Conversations with Christian Women. Today's guest is Rebecca Hemmelaar. She's a young woman in her early 30s who has a passion for evangelism, but that wasn't always the case. In this episode, Rebecca shares how she came to faith in Christ and how evangelism has become such a significant part of her life. She is of the opinion that evangelism is not as hard as it looks or even how we imagine. She says this with confidence, even as an affirmed introvert. She also shares how her evangelism team adjusted to lockdown. What is a group of street evangelists to do when the streets are empty of people? Rebecca and the other street evangelists took their ministry online in the most unique and unexpected ways, forging a whole new ministry that has borne such incredible gospel fruit. This is going to be a fabulous episode, but first I would like to introduce you to our first ever podcast sponsor, The Wandering Bookseller. The Wandering Bookseller is an online bookstore that sells sound Christian literature. Their story begins as a team who travelled across Australia for years with hand-picked bookstores for Christian events. They cater for small church camps through to large regional conferences and everything in between. As they travelled, they met more people and discovered more books, great books for Christians and even for curious agnostics. As you can imagine, the pandemic has all but put a stop to their wandering, but they are still very much a bookseller. And to our delight, they've agreed to partner with the Lydia Project to get great Christian books wandering across Australia onto your front doorstep and into your hands. This could not be better timed, because this year, the Lydia Project is introducing a cyber book club, where Tori and I invite you to read some quality Christian books along with us. And if we're able to get all our ducks in a row, we hope to be able to have some bonus book club episodes where the book will be discussed. The first book in our series of five books is Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy by Mark Vrogop. Drawing on examples from the Bible and his own story of loss, Pastor Mark Vrogop walks through steps of lament. The steps are turn, complain, ask and trust. And he walks us through to show what lament is, why it's important and how to enter into it, helping readers learn to live between the poles of God's goodness and a hard life. Tori has finished reading it and I'm going to tackle it soon. But best of news, you Lydia listeners get access to a 15% discount on any of the Lydia Project Book Club books in 2021 with the discount code LYDIA15, that is L-Y-D-I-A-1-5. Tori's already posted on Facebook the four other books that we hope to read during the course of the year, and all of these books will be discounted with the LYDIA15 discount code. So may I encourage you to head on over to The Wondering Bookseller after you've heard this episode. You can find them at wonderingbookseller.com.au. That's wondering with an A. And now, let's meet Rebecca Hemmela. Hello, Rebecca. It's so good to be able to chat to you today. Yeah, it's really wonderful to be able to be here and talking with you. Rebecca, I know that right now you spend a lot of time talking to people about Jesus, but obviously at some point in your life, you actually didn't know about Jesus or you 
certainly came to a point where you made a decision about Jesus. I would love to hear about that. How did you come to faith in Christ? Yeah, so it kind of starts off very typical Christian kind of upbringing. So I had a Christian family that I was in and they taught me about the Bible, going to church and things like that. And I always thought I was a Christian because I did the Christian things and I believed in God. But obviously when it came to about like high school uh, was really when my rebellious side came out. I knew I had always done wrong things when I was a kid, but during the high school period, I knew I didn't want to kind of continue living, I guess, in the Christianly way and ended up doing whatever I wanted to do. Still, unfortunately, though, thinking I was a Christian because I kind of at least believed in God, that was enough. But yes, went on my own way. It wasn't until sort of the end of high school, just after finishing high school, that my family started going to this new church in our area. And I kind of went along thinking this would be a good thing. My brother was really encouraged by the people there and what was going on. So I was like, all right, this, this should be a good thing for me. And so after going along, I met some people and I still didn't quite know though what Christianity was actually about. I was hearing all this stuff about God, but I didn't really know what it was about. Of course, though, at that point, I met someone who uh, caught my eye (laughs) and I thought, oh, you know, he might be someone I'd be interested in. And we started chatting and he invited me along to this thing called evangelism or outreach. (laughs) And I had no idea really exactly what that was, but I was kind of keen to get along because he'd be there. So I, I decided to go along with him, not really knowing what I was getting myself into. And in, in the car ride, I remember on the way to the outreach with him, he asked me this very key question. He asked, so if God asked you, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say to God? And I, I didn't really have an answer. I was kind of, yeah, gobsmacked. And he kind of prompted me, like, is it doing good things? Is it your church going? Is it Bible? Like, is it, he was trying to prompt me on anything. And I was like, no, I don't think it's about that kind of stuff. It's like, is it about Jesus? I'm like, yeah, I I just, I hadn't connected the dots and I knew God, I can look back now and know God was, had been working on me to that point. And so Once we actually got to the outreach, I was uh, kind of following along with this guy who would be sharing the gospel with people in the street. And in sharing the gospel with them, I actually heard it for the first time clearly and in a way that I actually understood it. And from that, I, yeah, I, I realized wow, I had been sinning against God. I'm, I haven't been a Christian this whole time. I haven't been trusting in Jesus to pay for my sins. And so from, from him sharing the gospel with other people, I, I heard it and I, I was able to come to believe and all by the grace of God, of course. So yeah, from then, obviously, I was interested more in actually sharing the same thing <laughs> with other people because I realized how much of an impact it had on being able to share the gospel with other people and how people can really understand it clearly and come to to believe it for themselves, knowing that Jesus has paid for all of their sins. It's very, very clear and very able to be understood. So, yeah. 
And of course, of course, if you, usually people like to know the end of the story. Yes, yeah. I did end up marrying that guy. <laughs> so awesome. it's a beautiful love story. <laughs> so I am insatiably curious, as I warned you about earlier. So I obviously want to know all the other details. So how is it yeah. that you got to a point where obviously you, be you became a Christian, you fully understood the gospel, mm -hmm. you put your trust in Jesus. Mm -hmm. I imagine there was some spiritual growth happening for you during that time as you became more familiar with the Bible. How, how did things yeah. happen after that? Yeah, so then I guess I saw the Bible in a new light and I saw God's word as I could, I could see the bigger picture of it now. Instead of it just being little individual stories about, you know, oh, Abraham and how, what he did or Jonah and uh, like all those just individual things, I could actually look at it as this big redemptive story yeah and so slowly God grew me in that understanding of through his word he has always had a plan for salvation and it's always been fulfilled in Christ yeah it's it's a it's wonderful to be able to look at the Bible now and and see that even though I had grown up with it previously it's the gospel really brings light to his word and um yeah, it's been really wonderful. And the young man that you were interested in, how did that develop? <laughs> yeah, so we started going to that church as a family and he was actually a friend of my brother since school. So he kind of knew him, knew the friend group that started going to this church through my brother. And so I kind of, I knew, I knew him and I'd seen him before, obviously from kind of like school, but I'd never really interested before. It was only until he started going to the same church and I was, and I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, I saw him and it was interesting and I got to know him more and things like that. We talked over kind of like Facebook and stuff like that. So, yeah. Okay. And then how did you know he was interested? I'm not sure how exactly it kind of just happened. I think we probably just had like little moments of, yeah, like, cause they would come over our place for Bible studies and things. And, and like I said, like it was really on, on Facebook. That's sort of like at that, in that era, it was Facebook was the kind of the WhatsApp or the Snapchat or whatever. <laughs> that was what, where it was all happening with messaging. So really we we talked through Facebook and kind of was interested in each other's posts and stuff like that okay. <laughs> yeah. and there's there's quite a big gap between that and eventually getting married so yes um, yeah yeah so my next question for you then would be yeah how did you go from this interest in each other to getting married sort of after that first date if you want to call it that with the outreach and me actually hearing the gospel for the first time yeah, we just started going out and hanging out more. Obviously, we had the going to church, going to the same church. We could see each other a lot then. We would have Bible studies together. And so we, we hung out quite a lot over God's word and in, in the context of the kind of young adults at that time, which was really wonderful. And it was a lovely time of growth between us, not just as like a couple, but also within our, both of us, in our Christian walk, me being a new Christian, him also growing in just his understanding of God's word and things like that. Yeah. And so it was about, I think it was, it was actually 11 years ago, basically. So it was Australia Day 
when when I first went out on the outreach. So it was basically 11 years ago, almost to the day kind of thing, or the week. And then he asked me in August. And I think it was pretty early on that I knew, I was like, yeah, I could marry this man. I could see his love for God and his understanding of God's word and his passion for sharing the gospel. And that just had had all the, the things there that I was like, yes, this is, this is someone I could spend the rest of my life with. And I know he would help me in my faith and growing in my love for God. So it was pretty early on that I kind of knew that it was just the right moment of just when, when should it all kind of happen? And so, yeah, August, which is, yeah, about eight months. And then we got married four months after that on the 1st of January in 20, oh, wow. 2011. So, yeah. Now, since then, for our listeners' sake, you've been you've both been involved in this kind of ministry. Tell us about it. What is this ministry? What do you guys do? How has it grown? Yeah. So, yeah, so Ryan was involved first in, I think, about 2005-ish, 2006. He found this, this group because he, yeah, so his mum actually, well, Ryan would tell you that he was never interested in actually telling people the gospel. When he became Christian, he was like, yeah, okay, I see the, the point of missionaries and people doing that, but I'm going to support them. I don't think I'll ever do that myself, <laughs> funnily enough. But it was when his mum actually introduced him to like a training kind of video that enabled them to see how, yeah, sharing the gospel is quite easy. Like once you know what to say, the it's, it's very succinct. It's clear. And once learning that he was like, great. Now actually it makes sense to go out and, and put it into practice. So he got involved. He found a, a ministry operation 513 and got involved with them in, in Brisbane city in about 2006. Yeah. Actually my brother first went along with, with uh, Ryan and he, yeah, Ryan enjoyed it and he loved it. And he, he just kept going out and it was, it was wonderful. So from that then, as part of that, that's what the outreach I went out on with, with Ryan, what he invited me to. And so it was an Operation 513 outreach. And since, yeah, since then we have been going out on the street, sharing the gospel with this ministry. And we've grown a lot through it. We've been able to see how people are very willing to interact with you about these things. And even if, you know, people reject you, because there will be rejection. If, if people reject you, you just move on to the next person. It's, yeah, nothing to worry about. It's just simply we're there to faithfully preach the gospel to those who are willing to listen. And it's been a wonderful time being involved with, with that ministry. And I think I've grown a lot through it. And it's, yeah, good. So. So your ministry is, is on the street. What happened with COVID? Yeah, so that kind of put a spanner in the works. We were unsure what was, at first, what we were going to do. Not being able to go out to the street. Well, technically we could go out, but there was no one around. <laughs> so yeah. it was kind of like not going to work. There was no one to talk to. So we're like, where are the people? Where can we talk to people? 
And yeah, some people on the team had suggested this website that pairs you with another person, a random stranger from across the world. And we thought, great, like what a great opportunity to be able to have the people come to you basically. <laughs> and so it was then that we investigated in this website and figured out ways to yeah, be able to share the gospel online with people from around the world, mostly mostly in America. But yeah, anyone can go on that website and we meet all sorts of people and so many people are willing to actually talk about it, even online from their own room, their own bedroom. So yeah, it's really wonderful how through COVID we've been able to continue sharing the gospel. And I think even more so, it's it's just been able to be more time and more spent on person after person. It's just so easy to get into that next conversation on the online platform. So it's been really wonderful to see how that's gone. So I think it's awesome. And I've watched a few of the conversations. Tell us a little bit more about that. I think it might be a bit confusing for the listeners to hear that I've watched you yeah. guys. How does that work exactly? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we do live streaming. We're able to kind of use the other platforms that we have similar to Zoom, where we can live stream from showing people, whoever comes to watch on YouTube or Facebook, that we show them how we connect with someone. They can see the screen. They can see the person. They can listen to the conversation. It's like being, yeah, right there, listening into someone sharing the gospel with someone else. And Ryan usually says it like, you can be a fly on the wall. It is very much like that. Seeing a live stream is basically being that fly on the wall, being able to listen into gospel conversations. And it's super encouraging. So, yeah. So that's fabulous. You've got... This is happening on YouTube. You have it on Facebook. I, do you not have it on Instagram as well? Sometimes you have Instagram Live or something like that? Yeah, yes. We also have a separate kind of way in which Ryan and I thought of getting, reaching more people personally. And it's it's kind of grown to us and a couple others. We have social media platforms under a website name, basically, called needgod.net. So Ryan started this website years ago. Needgod.net has been around as a gospel website to share it, just the gospel message for years, probably six or seven years. And it's only now that we kind of used that website and that kind of that username essentially to then go on to social media like TikTok and Instagram, where yeah, we actually do what you call like lives and Instagram live or TikTok live. And that's where we get to answer people's questions. So people can't can join in on the live and they can comment in the comments, a question that they might want answered. And we'll go around and we'll answer their question based on the Bible. We keep, we keep a biblical answers. So if they're talking about something, if they ask a random question, we wouldn't really answer that. It's more about answering questions about the Bible, answering questions about people's faith, Christian living, things like that. And yeah, they get to hear the answers and a lot of people seem really encouraged and they get encouraged to read their Bible more and go to church more and 
really consider the things of God. So it's been really wonderful, that kind of reach as well. That is incredible. So you've had people from around the world been able to have those conversations with you. And I mean, I've this website that you're talking about, Omegle, where you get to have those random conversations with random strangers. Obviously, every now and again, people are there for some untoward reasons. But so that that does make it a little bit risky for you guys. But there are also people there here just for just wanting to chat and to be able to talk to people in all corners of the world about Jesus in this way is absolutely awesome. I'm, I'm very encouraged by it. As you've been saying, so many people have been encouraged by just being the fly on the wall and learning. What's happening? Are you finding people are asking, hey, can you teach me more? Can I learn more? Can I be a part of the team? What, what's going on with these? I know you guys got a bit of a fan club going on YouTube where <laughs> people are regularly watching and commenting in the comment mm-hmm. section. Yeah. Tell me more about that. It's really wonderful. I really love the community that has grown because of people watching in on us sharing the gospel and them hearing the gospel as well. They've been able to either understand it clearly and believe for themselves through it or, yeah, be more encouraged in like, wow, people are sharing gospel. This is amazing. And so we have this little community. It's really wonderful. They talk to each other. They encourage each other about reading the Bible and talking about really deep Christian things and godly living. And they just truly love each other. It's it's a true body of Christ kind of feel, knowing that even though the body of Christ, you know, is everywhere around the world, we have brothers and sisters all over the place. And um, to be able to bring some of them together in this one community is just a beautiful thing. And seeing them grow in their understanding of God's word, they ask so many questions and it's wonderful. It's wonderful to see how much they want to understand God's word for themselves and know these things. And I would say a lot of these people in the community, which they're actually quite young, usually they're usually in their teens and they have probably a really good understanding now of God's word as a foundation for the rest of their lives. So it's really wonderful to see. And the interaction we have is just beautiful. So (laughs) I love them. I truly love them as friends, as brothers and sisters in Christ. And yeah, it's really great to see them and encourage. It's an encouraging thing. I'm quite curious how, how do you guys foresee the growth of this? Because you guys, you, you spend many hours every day dedicated to evangelism and, the, and doing it on the various platforms. I know you guys are back on the streets as well. So you're dedicating large portions of time to online evangelism as well as street evangelism. I worry you guys are going to burn out because there's so much work <laughs> involved. Is there a plan to grow this ministry so that maybe like little hubs of it can grow in other cities in the world? Or, yeah, is is there a vision for our next steps or is this something you need, you guys would cherish and pray for? Yeah, we don't have so much, we haven't so much thought about necessarily the future of it. 
we're, we're kind of just going step by step by the grace of God, having faith in whatever he kind of wants to happen with this ministry and how we're reaching people. I think when it comes down to it, when it kind of comes to if it happens to grow, if God allows more growth, I think we'll definitely think through how what that looks like at that time. But at the moment, it's not growing to the point where we have to necessarily do anything. It's actually just a nice steady growth, nothing too overwhelming. And we, we make sure to balance ourselves with, yeah, we keep each other accountable, essentially, in making sure that we're eating well and sleeping well <laughs> and things like that as a team so that we can be best able to preach the gospel when it's when we have that time dedicated to that and so we share each other's burdens essentially if if you know we need to do more work on something particularly we make sure that we give each other that encouragement and time and 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 being able to support each other is really important and so I think also having the community as well the the people watching these these ones that are regulars they have actually been a great help in a sense as well because we have had new people kind of whenever new people join the YouTube and they're watching and things like that these these ones who are regulars they're they're like there they're kind of our stand-ins there if we're busy sharing the gospel doing things like that they're there they're ready to welcome people they're ready to share the gospel with people you know, things like that. So we do feel like we have that kind of community backing us up, helping us, and we're all supporting each other. So when it comes down to growth, if God allows us to grow bigger, I think we'll have to think through certain things, definitely. But at this time, it's just been a blessing from God. One of the things I wanted uh, listeners to hear about are some of the really encouraging stories. So there's the story of... Mm a guy who came into your YouTube comments at some point, quite combative, I think, an atheist or agnostic viewpoint. Tell us about Steve. Yeah, Steve. We do love Steve. And we loved him before it all progressed and everything because he came into the comment section of, of the YouTube and he was hard on God not existing. The Big Bang created the universe and that's it. Yeah, he, he he said some not very nice things and he, he admits to them now. He knows it was wrong and what he had said. But Matt was able to, one of our uh, fellow laborers, kind of, he was able to comment with Steve and he actually uh, timed Steve out. So Steve couldn't comment <laughs> for a time and Matt was hoping when he came back he'd be humble, but he was all the more <laughs> raging. <laughs> so he got another time out. Actually, no, he got completely banned from being able to comment. And so we thought maybe that would be the end of uh, from Steve, but it was actually the next day Steve came back. God seemed to have humbled him and he was willing to stay and listen and Although he still said certain things, he was now being much more calm and he would just listen and make sure that he wasn't actually just distracting anyone else or anything. And eventually from just listening, he understood the gospel. He could even tell people in the YouTube comments 
the gospel without even yet believing it himself. (laughs) So he, he would tell people, no, it's, this is what they're saying. This is what is going to save you. (laughs) We're like, Steve, you don't believe this. (laughs) It was, oh, I can't remember exactly how long after, maybe a month or two that he had been watching. And eventually he commented in the comments of one video while they were, while Matt was answering questions and Steve said, I've been washed by the blood. And yeah, it was, it was, we all kind of just, or the, the ones who were, the team who was actually seeing that, we were just like, like, what is this? This is, Steve is affirming his, like, he's affirming faith right now. What has happened? <laughs> and so it was a beautiful moment. And it's a wonderful thing that we can actually look back at because it was all recorded. <laughs> So, yeah, since then, Steve has, he's grown in, in that faith. He is probably one of the strongest, like, new believers that I know. <laughs> he just has grasped the gospel so wonderfully, so beautifully. And now he just, he loves, he loves God. Like, his, he's completely changed his, his whole attitude, his whole mind and his heart and it's wonderful to see now how he has placed his faith in Jesus. And yeah, it's a beautiful story. And we love, we love retelling it because it's God's work in this man who we don't even, we've never met. (laughs) Who we one day will hopefully meet either in this life or obviously in heaven. And so we, we've just been rejoicing about Steve and, and Steve's not the only one. There have been other stories where people we hear from these young people who are watching the TikTok and they've told us, I didn't understand this before. I now believe it. I now understand Jesus pays for my sin and that's what's getting me to heaven. And so, yeah, it's just really encouraging when we hear these stories of these people and it really makes us rejoice, not in our abilities to share the gospel, but in God who brings people to salvation. So. Yeah, it's been really encouraging, really wonderful. Another thing that you guys do is you've been kind of compiling these little one minute or under one minute videos on TikTok that kind of summarize some of the questions that people ask and, and you know, through mm. that expanding the gospel, often, often through quite a controversial question that people like to ask Christians, you know, why does God allow suffering? Will gay people go to yeah. heaven? You know, those kind of questions. And you guys have done a really wonderful job of, of, condensing sometimes an hour-long conversation down into these little sound bites that not just answer the question that they've asked but also explain the gospel and mm-hmm. you guys have been getting such a great response from that on TikTok with a couple of them even having over a million views or close to a million views and people it seems from what I, I've been watching online that people are hungry they are hungry for the gospel they're hungry for truth and Thankfully, these algorithms of, of the social media platforms, many of them, and particularly TikTok, is, is reaching these people, which is so, so good. What, what do you guys do to help those people who don't necessarily get to have that conversation with you? They have that little touch point where they've seen a video or you know, they've, they've made a comment in, in the comment section. How do you guys help them to come to a place of faith, uh, trust in Jesus, and then from that point, grow an understanding. 
Yeah, right. The videos, we try and make sure explain different aspects of, yeah, like you said, the Bible or questions that people generally have and mostly focused on, yeah, the gospel and what it's, what someone must do to be saved. And so we'll make sure to endeavor that the gospel is clearly presented, even though it's just such a one minute clip. It's sort of like, can you really fit the gospel in that? But people have contacted us and we are able to reiterate the gospel with them if they haven't come to fully understand it we're able to then point them to reading their bible even finding a church to go to in their local area we have a a link of a ministry called nine marks and they have put together a website of a church search and so we link them to that so they can find a good church in their area and then just kind of just answering questions as well whether that's about the bible or things And we encourage people to message us on Instagram. We say, you know, if if you don't know the way to heaven or you're not sure if you're saved, message us on Instagram. We'll we'll get back to you. And so where people feel like they're unsure or wanting answers, they will message us. And we we do get hundreds of messages a day. and, And also we have the comment section. There's a pro and a con and in comment sections you get people who are asking questions there which are genuine and and we can talk to people and clarify about things about the video that they watched but then of course you're going to have those who are opposition and things like that so we can also deal with them there as well and and people can see how how that works how we can actually articulate ways in which they're opposing and then we can lovingly give answers and clarity and things like that so yeah, I think we just try and encourage people in and of themselves to be reading their Bibles, finding a good church, a local church to go to, because most of these people aren't around us. Most of them are, are probably in, in, a, in America. So we encourage them to go find good biblical preaching and teaching that will help them grow in that understanding from what they've heard from us. So, yeah. Okay, that sounds awesome. But what about you guys, your team? Do you guys all go to the same church or how does that work? We kind of separate in in pairs, actually. So Ryan and I go to the church that I was talking about with my testimony. We've been going there ever since then. So Capalba Presbyterian Church in the Redlands. Ryan and I go there and Matt and Finn go to another church in another location and Grace and Kira, the two girls, go to a church that is, what do you call that? The parent church from um, the other one. So they are different churches in congregations, but obviously linked through being a plant. Yeah, so we basically kind of go off in, in our pairs and we, different churches, but united under the gospel. So, yeah. So you've told me about Steve. Are there any other stories that popped into your mind that have been particularly encouraging for you? Yeah, so I think someone else that I think of is a girl called Sarah and she watched a TikTok of ours, understood and came to believe the gospel for herself, putting her trust in Jesus, paying for her sins. And then I think she came onto the YouTube 
and she was really interested in how we shared the gospel. And so she actually talked to us about how can she do it herself? And so that's sort of, she was really at the beginning of when we started actually helping these young people who also want to share the gospel, training them up to be able to do it in a way that is clear and direct, able to get the person to understand the gospel for themselves and then challenge them whether they're going to put their trust in in the message they've heard in Christ. And so she did some kind of training sessions with us and she's now sort of, well, yeah, so that was quite early on now. So that was last year and, and she's graduated from that, what we call graduated. And she comes now on with us and shares the gospel alongside us in the online room that we do. And she has just grown so much. I hadn't actually been able to really watch her share the gospel so much since sort of early training days. And I got the wonderful privilege of, of pairing with her on a Sunday training day and got to hear the go- how she shared the gospel and it was just so encouraging because I she just does it so naturally now. Like yeah. she just she knows what she's saying. She she can articulate it so beautifully and get people to come to the realization of their sinfulness, their need of a savior, and just the challenging of them of believing it for themselves. And I'm just like, whoa, this girl. <laughs> like it's just so amazing how God has worked through that. And she's actually been kind of leading her family to understand the gospel as well. She's been trying to talk with them, share the gospel with them. Also, she's looking for a church. She messages the pastor, making sure like good theology. And she's just so mature, essentially, even though she's only 15. So it's really incredible to see how these um, young people have just come to grow in their in their faith simply by watching yeah a one minute tiktok video hearing the gospel and believing it for themselves so very encouraging and that is just one of many stories i know i've seen quite a few i've heard through some of your team members some of other stories and some of the things that you guys have got on your Facebook pages, some of the videos I've seen there Mm. have just been so encouraging. It's so good to see how many young people have come on for the training. It seems to be such a really organized process that you guys have created to be able to have these training days and to pair with each other. And some people are taking care of the comments on the YouTube and somebody else is taking care of Instagram Live and and, and Mm -hmm. three or four people are evangelizing on Amigo through this whole time. It's just so, so very encouraging. I know my, my youngest, who's only 12, has been going. He's super keen to join you guys. <laughs> so mm. we'll have to bring That's him awesome. along <laughs> at some point. So, yeah, you have said something that every Christian is an evangelist, especially for people who are scared about starting gospel conversations and people have mm. excuses about gospel conversations. What would you say to them? Mm. like the most simple thing to say is just do it but that's tricky because it's sort of like how (laughs) but basically 
I think Jesus encourages us in, in the Great Commission to go out and, and make disciples, that is sharing the gospel. So we are all commissioned by, by Christ himself to do that. So that should be sort of our first encouragement to think about sharing the gospel. Yeah, and so I think there's a sense in which we are very much held back by either not knowing what to say or, yeah, being kind of like more shy or like I'm an introvert so I can't speak to people, <laughs> things like that which will always be in our minds to hold us back. But I sort of encourage people, don't let those things hold you back. Find ways that you can know how to share the gospel. There are things out there that are helpful in, in training people. And like even for ourselves, we we want others to be able to share the gospel. So that's why we focus so much of our time on training people because we see how important it is to share the gospel with others. And it's a joyful thing. It's a, it's a thing we can rejoice in knowing that other people are hearing the way to heaven. So we want other people to rejoice with us. So f- find ways to know how to share the gospel. It's much easier than you think. It seems scary and it seems like, I don't know what to say at first, but once you actually get the understanding of, of how and the general structure of what to say, it it becomes a lot easier. It just takes a bit of practice. <laughs> it's just like learning an instrument. Like at first it's going to be tricky. You don't know everything, but once you actually know certain things, you get the basics down. It's just a matter of practice. So there's that learn how to do it yourself. There's, there's things out there to learn and don't be afraid of failure. Not that there will be any failure because if you're sharing the word of God, God's word does not, return void so whatever you share of the message God can use that so it may seem to you like oh I failed because I didn't say this or I didn't say that or actually God will use what we say if we're faithfully saying the gospel and preaching from his word yeah it will never return void it's a success so don't be afraid of, of failure, <laughs> In, inverted commas. <laughs> yeah, and I think just, just get started, really. Until you take the first step, you're going to always keep, keep coming up with excuses. So just take that first step. Go and listen to, to how people share their gospel. Either come out on the street and we'll, we'll like pair up with you and you'll see how it's done or listen to the live stream, you'll see how it, how it works. A lot of the um, the one the regulars who listen to the live stream and then they've come into training, they are already pretty proficient in being able to share the gospel because they've just heard it so many times and they've seen how it all works that they can they just need to put it into practice. Yeah. So being able to watch someone else do it is really helpful. Ryan and I had encountered a newer couple at our church and we go to the evening service and they're they're an older couple, probably in their their 60s. And we we welcomed them, we're like, hey. And then we talked about 
what we do in, in evangelizing. And they were really kind of interested. And over many weeks, <laughs> we encouraged them about, you know, coming out. We showed them the tracks and things like that. It, it took a few, you know, a number of times and things, but eventually they just decided to do it. They just decided, yep, we'll come out and they love it. They've been out two times now and they're just amazed at how people will be willing to talk to you and, and hear what you say and hear the message and the amount of people that come to grasp it and things like that. They were just so, and they're just like, great yeah like I want to keep doing this so it's just really that initial kind of step to take and so we encourage that's the main thing I encourage to do just just go out just take that step and I think that'll help yeah now, what I'm hearing from what you're saying in summary would be that it doesn't matter what age you are you've been talking about people in their 60s and kids as young as 15 yeah it's there's so many resources out there to learn from and you guys, particularly as a group and I mean, you're under the name of Operation 513 and you on all the social media platforms is needgod.net. So it's quite easy to connect with you guys and your materials so people can watch you guys. They can yeah. um, go to your website and see the, the, the tracked material, watch you guys train others on YouTube and do the, the chats on YouTube and learn fairly passively, I suppose, or join you, join you guys in the streets as well. You've, you've mentioned that <laughs> when you say on the street, where do you guys go? What time do you go? If anybody just wants to arrive, can they just arrive and find you guys? Mm -hmm. How does that work? Yeah. Yeah. So it would probably be best if we knew someone was coming so we could look out for, for them. So you can message on like the Facebook Operation 513 Facebook page. That's helpful. Or yeah, through the needgod.net website. Either one, we'll, we'll get back to you. But yeah, we go out on Friday, Saturday and Sunday evenings in King George Square. We tend to stay around there, just outside of the City Hall, King George Square in Brisbane. Yeah, we go for, on Friday and Saturday nights, we go for three hours. So from 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. And Sunday, which is more of our, our training where we, yeah, pair up with, with each other and learn from each other that goes for two hours 7 30 till 9 30 so and yeah you can just message you could just turn up if you could if you can find like the familiar faces of us we, we'd be happy for you to just come and show yourself and be like hey I'm ready to to do this with you guys but it's also helpful if we know you're coming so then we can look out for you as well okay yeah. Fabulous. So all of this information is going to be on the show notes for those who are listening. So if you check out the show notes in on Podbean or on Apple Podcast or Spotify, wherever it is that you're listening to, just scroll down through episode and you'll find um, the show notes. And we'll have links to all these websites in case you, you forget after the end of this. What do you reckon is keeping you standing firm and growing as a Christian at the moment? Obviously, you guys, it's your full-time job to be evangelizing what about your own bible reading what do you guys do what do you do personally to help mm -hmm. you be growing yeah yeah it is it's it's the typical you know having to get into the habit of reading the bible praying setting aside that time and it, it can become tricky for sure I, I it's a struggle sometimes 
but yeah, lately I have been kind of thought about how I want to plan my Bible reading. And so I've been doing uh, like a chapter in Psalm and then Proverbs and then in Matthew. And then we do, I do a lot of memorization. So I make sure to take the time to revise the things uh, memorized and yeah, because it's about getting getting God's word into into my mind, but also into my heart. And so having that time of in God's word and keeping it fresh is really a great way for me to be able to grow. So I have God's word in my mind throughout the day and using it also, especially in evangelism and answering questions is a really, really helpful thing as well. So that's sort of my Bible plan. I've been trying to also with, with the book of Matthew sort of figure out what's in each chapter so I can remember sort of things that are going on there. So it's not just reading a chapter and just, okay, I've done my Bible reading. I'm actually conscious of, of what the flow of the Bible is and what is the, the author telling me, wanting to say, and yeah, things like that. So being more active in, in the Bible reading is really really helped me lately and I I strive to do that I don't do that perfectly (laughs) but yeah and so getting into the habit of it is really helpful having also people around you that are reminding you of your walk and asking you questions about how you know how are you going with this and that and yeah the group of us as, as friends we pray for each other we talk about how we growing in our faith and how we can improve in certain ways in in glorifying God in our lives. And so that's been a really wonderful thing to have those those friends who just have helped grow uh, each of we've each been able to grow so much even in the last sort of year. It's been really encouraging having them around and of course hearing God's word also at church and having the fellowship there with them is is definitely a key thing in growing in faith as well the church our church has been is wonderful and I've really grown through the teaching and preaching at at my church and it's really wonderful and I imagine also I mean I know you've been involved with the children's church is that right yeah yeah I've been doing kids ministry at church yeah, probably for about 10 years, I think. Oh, no, maybe longer, actually. <laughs> Time goes by so fast. Yeah, kids ministry there. I love teaching kids Bible and talking about Jesus with kids. It's really, yeah, I think God has put that on my heart to be able to teach teach children. And so I've also been involved in a bit of youth ministry as well there. And yeah, so it's it's been wonderful. Like it's been so good to chat to you and to hear your story and to be encouraged all over again by what you guys are doing yeah i'm I'm very encouraged i have so many more questions i always do we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the lydia project we would love you to share this episode with others whether that be by word of mouth social media or leaving a review on itunes You can find us on most platforms using the handle at TLPCWCW. Music is Wholesome 7 by Dave Depper and voiceover is by me, Jennifer Mary. 